With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. On the road again Just can't wait to get on the road again The life I love is making music with my friends the promise of adventure drives every RV journey. For those of you looking to launch life's journeys, I welcome all of you to the Where's Willie podcast, powered by Heartland RV, a leading manufacturer of towable recreational vehicles in the United States. Heartland RV manufactures over 15 brands of fifth wheels, travel trailers, and toy haulers. Heartland RV brands are sold through an independent network of dealers throughout the United States and Canada. No matter how many miles you travel, we all have a story to share about our journey. I'm excited for all of you to learn about today's guest and their life's journey. Journeys while on my own journey. This is what the Where's Willie podcast is all about. The Where's Willie podcast is produced and managed by Jacket Media Co. and is powered by Heartland RV, an American manufacturer of recreational vehicles located in Elkhart, Indiana and is a subsidiary of Thor Industries. Heartland also owns Cruiser RV and DRV Luxury Suites. Now, whether you are new to traveling the world only one mile at a time, or you're raising a family with thousands of memories made at a campsite, this podcast is all about the people, journeys, and the stories that are shared. So imagine this life's journey. Have kids, sell your home, and leave everything. I know, right? Completely nuts. Talk about taking a leap of faith. But that's what Chris and Molly, aka the Flying Hens, where you can follow their blog at theflyinghens.com or look up any social platform, Facebook or Instagram, and look for the Flying Hens, you will find them. Now, I recognize them immediately because they make some of the most amazing videos I've ever seen, and they have an amazing life's journey that I think all of you will love learning about in their Heartland Cyclone Toy Hauler with their beautiful family. So, Crazy Chris and Crazy Molly, (laughs) aka the Flying Hens, welcome to the Where's Willie podcast. Thank you, Willie. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. So, because I've already set the foundation that you guys are all crazy, (laughs) let's start out with this. Kind of tell us your story, married couple, kids, where did you guys both grow up and do you have any experience prior to what you're doing now with RVing or camping? Well, no experience whatsoever. Okay. Uh, Rented an RV a few months before we bought this one, did a trip. It turned into just a fun vacation we had. We had no idea at that time it would become our life, but we grew up kind of all around a little bit, Texas, Florida. Once we got married, we moved to Ohio, ended up back in Texas. We traveled a bit, a couple, and as a family, we traveled a bit. Growing up, I traveled quite a bit as a child as well. So we kind of got that travel bug. Chris is a commercial airline pilot, and we made travel a priority. We were always flying different places, either on vacation or the kids and I would join him on a trip. That's how I started. Our blog was 
to highlight all of our travels. And it's just in our blood. We even when we had kids, I was writing all about how to travel with your kids and kid friendly destinations. And then we always homeschooled our kids too, because it just fit with our mindset of just wanting to go on adventures all the time. Helped with traveling, the flexibility to just kind of go whenever, especially on a standby basis as an airline employee. And then from there, it also becomes a great way to teach your kids through experience, not just sitting down reading a book. Mm -hmm. Sure. So, and one of the things that I want to ask as we're peeling the onion here and getting to kind of know your life's journey, and it's been truly that this pandemic is a easy way to say, you know, owning a house with matching green lawns in that subdivision and being like a box troll where you work all day, you come home, garage door shuts, you don't even talk to your neighbors. Maybe now's the time to go. We can't talk to anybody. We can't do anything, maybe we travel and hit the open road. You guys made this decision though before the pandemic, correct? No, we made this decision mostly because of the pandemic. When did you guys sell your home and go, we're going full mobile and we are going to raise our family in an RV? <laughs> we closed on our house at the end of July. We, we have to back up though yeah. because so... The pandemic really hit in March. Everybody knows that March was like this big shutdown and lasted for a good month of like, you can't leave your house. You know, there's no toilet paper. And Chris wasn't, he wasn't working as a pilot. Like they just shut down flights and like they didn't sure. need him to work. Well, we lost 95% of the passengers. You just can't yeah. run an airline that way. So I have flown this year maybe 5% of what I normally do in a year. Wow. And we so were just thinking, what do we do? Near the end of April, I would say we were like, this is not looking good for your job. Like it's not short term. No, just the history of airlines. Like you can't do a, a whole month long, two month, like, and you know, you don't even see the end in sight. We were, we we're looking down the flying. barrel at a furlough basically. And so the idea became, all right, well, how do we, conserve cash? How do we put ourselves in a position financially that's, you know, the best possible thing for the family and, you know, being a good steward with our money? And we had just, just bought finished. this house oh, a, year, <laughs> a ago. year ago. We had just moved to Texas and Great it, was a pretty, it was a pretty large house. It was probably more house than we needed. And we didn't even love the house, <laughs> to yeah. be honest. And with him not working or like a potential furlough, we were saying, we can't really afford this house. We could, if we both like got temporary jobs, it would change our whole, like put the kids in school. We wouldn't mm -hmm. be able to travel. It would change you our know, life. It would, we didn't want to fundamentally change the family in that way because it would be less family time. This, when we decided we actually might be able to do this, and then decided to actually do it, we knew that we were setting ourselves up to be more together and, well, really all the time <laughs> in 400 square feet as a family. And it was such a contrast from our big house. It was like almost 4,000 square feet. We'd had to scream <laughs> upstairs to try to talk to children. Like it was, it was too much space. I know that sounds crazy, but 
we were two separated in that house. Mm -hmm. And I think that first RV trip we took where we rented an RV earlier this year, it really opened our mind. Like we could do this, this would be fun. And so that's how that idea came to be. And we're like, let's just do it. And we put our house on the market in early June and it sold that day, that day to the first people who came through the house. It's unreal. (laughs) And then I think like two days later we bought our RV. Yeah. Yeah. So July happens. And one of the things that I I'm guessing other than your one experience, there has to be some hesitation as a couple when you're sitting there going, all right, we just sold the house. That to me, in my mind, I don't think selling the house is the issue. I think it's becoming a minimalist and really, all right, what is it that we actually need versus what is it that we think we need? And we were way wrong. We didn't need that. So can you talk about how sells, you sell all the, what you have, the material, right? Mm -hmm. Furniture's gone. So you got clothing for your back. You've got soap and water. You've yeah. got, you know, the uh, wastewater tank tube. So you, you can you can handle that part of the business. <laughs> what has been, and, and I just want to compartmentalize, you know, each of these questions. When it okay. comes to not knowing and going all in, what would you say has been probably the biggest learning in terms of what you've realized as a necessity for everybody listening that is going, we want to be like the flying hens. Well, a little FYI, if we were both to say it, and, and Molly, Chris, you might say, tool-wise, here's what you're going to need. Molly, you may say, all right, the boys are gross. You're going to need to shower. You're going to need soap. So <laughs> yeah. if both of you could take a minute for everybody listening that says, hey, we agree with them. Why have this big mortgage payment? We can you know, live below our means and see the world. Mm-hmm. What would you guys say in your learnings? What are the essential things that you have to have if you're going to go full time? <laughs> and, and you don't have to be specific, but I'm just saying in general terms, you know, like enough outfits for what a week. Yeah. I, mean, I had like this long checklist in that month that I was downsizing everything. And it really was a week's worth of clothes for everybody. You know, and the kids, it's hard with their age. They get really dirty, really fast. But <laughs> I have about like, seven pairs of pants, seven pairs of shirts, mm-hmm. seven, a little bit more underwear because, you know, kids are gross. And then, so I had like winter clothes set aside for that quota and like summer clothes. So we have two bins that I'll just pull out the winter stuff when we need the winter stuff. You know, we live in such excess when we have a house with all sorts of closets in an RV, you don't have much space. <laughs> and we made it a priority to have a washer and dryer on in our rig. So it makes mm-hmm. doing laundry super convenient. That's my must have item <laughs> is my washer and dryer. And then like kitchen stuff, you would not even believe like you don't need all your kitchen stuff. I had a huge kitchen full of stuff. And now we literally, we have five plates, five bowls, five forks, you know, like all those things and just minimal kitchen stuff too. And then everything else you don't really need. <laughs> Just we downsized our medicine cabinet, our toy collection, you know, everything into small little bins. In getting to know you guys, you know, and we talked a little bit offline. So full disclosure, of course, I'm thankful that you chose a Heartland Cyclone toy hauler. However, I know that there's opportunities and the biggest opportunity for those that go all in 
need to realize, and I will never say as the national brand manager, you buy an RV, I don't care what brand it is, you'll have no problems. That is incorrect. I think the biggest opportunity that I have that we talked about was giving information as soon as you pick your unit up, you need to have a PDI done first. You need to make sure that you clearly understand how everything works. More importantly, you need to understand how to fix certain things. So when it comes to then the maintenance, what has been, you know, I don't want to say the biggest challenge, but has there been a lot of difficulty, you know, Chris or Molly, if, where you guys just maybe didn't know how to do something and you had to learn? I have a pretty good background in building things, fixing things, repairing things. The two houses ago, we ripped it apart and I built it back up from the studs myself. With that knowledge, it will make this journey easier. We've had a number of problems. I mean, we're, we're in this four months now. One thing I can recommend outside of just the maintenance aspect is things are going to break. Things are actually going to come on your brand new RV broken because these things just to get here, it went a thousand miles down the road. Like things shake, things rattle. We've had a number of issues, whether it be, we actually had something from a miswiring problem to just things falling apart, trim coming down, that sort of thing. You're going to need to be flexible and understand that these things are a rolling earthquake and that's going to happen. So I have like one of the things that we're about to do is put on a, an air compressor. That's okay. going to be fantastic because the tires, your tires are going to be the biggest thing you're going to need to take care of on the rig. Keep them inflated. So we're doing that. It's also going to double as a nailer, like a nailing gun, because trim is probably what comes apart or loose the most outside of screws. Just yeah. go back, go through, double check things every now and then and just see if there's loose screws. I know we're we're missing a few screws here and there that have rattled out. It just happens. These things are not built like houses because they can't be or else you can't tell them. Sure, sure. And, you know, as I've come into this role and I've been transparent with you both, those are the kind of things where if people don't realize this, you know, like one of the examples, people say to me, well, hey, you guys know these problems are happening because you're delivering them. Nope. So one of the things that our president has done and credit to Ryan Jude. For years, Harlan RV hadn't had a dedicated PDI facility, an independent third-party facility. Credit to Ryan, he recognized we have to invest and do that. So, you know, when the acquisition happened and Thor Industries, you know, bought us and acquired us, that was one of the first things that credit to Thor Industries, they invested millions of dollars. So now all three brands, Heartland, Cruiser, and DRV, have their own independent facility independent workers that are not on the production line, not getting paid to you know, hammer these things out and just send them on their way. But even still, after you go through the PDI process for us at the factory, we do not have drivers that deliver to the dealers. And mm-hmm. I'm not bad-mouthing these third-party delivery people. You know as well as I do, to your point. I don't care the pitch of the thread, the length of the thread. A screw in a stud is only going to hold so tight when you're driving. I believe they're supposed to be at 55 mile an hour on the highway, but I've seen these things going 70. And then you've got crosswinds, and then you've got a couple bumps in the road. Even with improved axle technology, you can only do so much when you have a GVWR over 18,000 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. So 
again, I don't make excuses. We're striving to get better. To your point, what is a typical week like then from a homeowner to now? I guess what's kind of the the SOP that you guys go through then? Let, let's say you arrive at a certain location. Where mm-hmm. are you guys currently in the world? We're in Texas. This is where my family lives. And this is where, where our old home is right down the road. And we chose this kind of as our base to come back to because my family is here. So we're here for the holidays. We're getting some RV projects done before we set out again. So we were on the road for four months, nonstop travel. It was so fun, but we needed to come back here and reset. So we'll be back on the road in a few weeks. So do you guys recommend then, and again, this goes back to just people getting to know you guys as a resource. I mean, I think you guys like you could be famous with the videos that you guys produce. I think you've got a great blog, you know, again, the flyinghens.com, where you're starting to build out that kind of like, hey, you know what? We've had some learning here. Let's share this and, you know, and allow it to help other people. One of the recommendations be for anybody that wants to go all in full time, that they do either have, what do we call it? Mooch docking, like a family location or a, a yeah. spot where they can kind of recenter before Let's they go off. Yeah. You do recommend that people have that? I would recommend that. I mean, we you need some sort of place to come back to and relax a little bit unless you can go find a place out in nature that you can stay for a month and just kind of settle. That would be good. But It's nice to, to be able to park for like a few weeks at a time mm-hmm. to, you know, we were nonstop travel and then to like have a break <laughs> in sure. all of that because I think... You know, when you're traveling nonstop, you know, we were moving every anywhere from three to six days. And like, we're trying to at least keep a schedule with the kids, with their schoolwork and like, but balancing that also with, you know, having adventures, going hiking and that kind of thing. It gets overwhelming at times. It's also nice because this is a place where like, we have a very tiny storage unit. It's got like my tools and a few sentimental things like old pictures. And so my tools that I have, it's nice to have a place to come back here, knock out some projects. We, we buy a brand new RV and what do we do? We renovate it. You know, it doesn't make sense, but hey, you know. We're no, but it does money. make sense. And, yeah. I, and, and I want to speak to that. Okay. You know, a lot of people say, hey, why do you got 14 or 15 different floor plans? We are trying to create a window of options yeah. for every type of demographic. People in their 50s, couples, coaches, people with kids who are crazy like you that want to go all in. But to your point, it's not custom to you. And just like I say on this podcast, we're all about sharing life's journeys. Well, everybody's journey is different. Mm -hmm. And so no brand, no manufacturer has the, we've got the floor plan that everybody wants because you can't put people in a target thing. So I do understand why people mod after they purchase because you got to make it fit for you. You know, you guys might be people that really embrace the outdoors. So you're going to modify your coach to, you know, accommodate that lifestyle. When we talk about, and I want to say this, and of course it's emotional because it makes me feel good. As parents, you know, children never ask to be here. And just like, you know, we had parents, I have amazing parents. I lost my dad a year ago. He was my best friend. My mom, I love her. She's like Dorothy Spornak from the Golden Girls. So I was always scared of her, but she's been the best mom. And I'm kidding. But they got me here. And as you guys are on your journey as parents through a pandemic to which nobody can relate to, you know, 
And like I said, I don't want to get emotional, but this question is going to make me feel good. As you guys sit together and reflect on what your children have been able to experience with their mother and dad since July, what would be the thing that both of you, I wanted you to take a moment and think about what has been that one experience where you guys were just like, this is the best decision we've ever made? Honestly, it's almost every single day. (laughs) I feel that way. This is something that I've never had a moment of regret over. You know, adventuring and traveling has always been in our, like, make and DNA of our family. And we just kind of shifted gears from flying into RVing. So it kind of looks similar. But like we were when we were flying, we wanted to bring our children to different parts of the world and have them experience those things. Same thing. Our country is so beautiful and there's so many amazing places to go explore. The freedom that we have to go all over. I mean, in the last four months, we've literally been almost all over the country. (laughs) We move pretty fast, but like seeing places like the Grand Teton and dipping our toes in the Pacific ocean in California and going to Arizona and in Utah, like, Just the beauty of those places, watching the sunrises, being together with our kids and experiencing all of that together. Unbelievable opportunity that we've had in this unprecedented time. Like Chris, before he was working like five days a week, he'd be gone flying somewhere. He'd be kind of like kind of absent from our family. I mean, it was the kids and I, and that was fine because that's what we signed up for as an airline family. But because of COVID's impact on the airline industry, we look at this time as a blessing, just being able to have that gift of this wonderful time together as a family. And I'm not saying, I'm not going to lie. There are times with our children that we would not want to be in the same 429 square feet. (laughs) But, (laughs) But like, for the most part, I think this experience of living closer in a small space together has been good for us as a family. And to go along with that, exactly that point of there is going to be no other time in my career until I retire that I will be home this much. And I could take this opportunity to live in that old house, make ends meet, maybe barely by going and working somewhere or I can embrace this as a blessing to spend as much time as I can with my kids that I don't get normally. And it has been awesome to see that, to see my kids in in all their glory and in their bad and their good. But one example is we're, we're up on the wall in, in the Badlands boondocking. And so if you're not familiar, the Badlands is this awesome rippled, just canyon-like landscape and in South Dakota. (laughs) And we're up on this cliff, this little mesa that you park 15 feet from the edge of the cliff and you're overlooking this at sunrise and sunset, it lights up. And my daughter, I just see her out there, just, she grabbed a pad of paper. She's six years old and crayons. And she goes and she just starts coloring, just coloring the landscape just creating this awesome little landscape drawing. And, you know, that's something that normally I wouldn't necessarily see. I wouldn't see that creativity in action. I wouldn't see that desire to just go and do that. 
she's usually a bit crazy and like very high energy, but it was, it was really cool to see her settle down and just enjoy that moment. That's awesome. You guys, like that's the coolest answer I've ever heard. So with that being said, and kind of along the spirit of, you know, continuing to share life's journey because you guys have no choice. I'm like the COVID virus. I'm not leaving you guys. I'm going to continue following you and supporting you and promoting you guys. So when we talk about, you know, after the holidays then, and we talk about continuing life's journey, two questions. First one can just be a yes or no. Let's say airlines pick back up, the vaccine's working, and we go back to normal life, to which, you know, I flew a lot as well. So I would love to see you at 30,000 feet. That being said, if we get back to normalcy and life, yes or no, will you try to continue living out of an RV? Yes. Okay. So my next question, regardless of then what happens because of the experiences that are very clear to me that have warmed you guys' heart and said, this is what life and living is all about, your future journey, what do you guys have scheduled or on the horizon for 2021, maybe the first three months of the year? And I see that Molly's already grinning ear to ear. So where are some of the destinations or things that you guys are looking to be going to in the months ahead? Well, January, February is going to be spent in Florida. So we haven't exactly figured out how we're going to go, whether it's going okay. to be boondocking, whether it's going to be, you know, we, we love to boondock. It's absolutely just awesome. We actually just added a whole bunch of solar to the rig, great battery banks so we can go without generator. Okay. I yeah. get sidetracked. Sorry. <laughs> um, but January, February is going to be in Florida. We have a lot of friends and family that we'd love to go and see and visit that we haven't caught up with in a long time. My parents are still there. Okay. And so that's going to be And that. it's sunny and warm. And sunny and warm. Yeah. The um, keys sound really nice right now. Yeah. And then our son plays baseball. I mean, we wanted to, if he chooses, you know, mm -hmm. it could, we could alter our plan still, but I think he still Harvey wants Living. to do baseball season. So we're going to have him do that. And then after baseball season, we're hoping, fingers crossed, that we can do Alaska next summer. So, so. We're, we're hopefully, you know, maybe leave here early June and start making our way up towards the Pacific Northwest and maybe be in Alaska by August. That'd be really awesome. Really yeah. cool. But we have a backup plan if that doesn't work out. We'll just hang out in the West. We're we, going we love west. the West. <laughs> if we do go to Alaska, great. We'll come back down and spend the fall in the Pacific Northwest. Sounds awesome. And then uh, who knows from there. Yeah. So Ooh. that brings me to another question. That sounds awesome. So next year is going to be exciting. So my next question is, and you hit on it, you love boondocking. So for everybody listening, that means no shore power, no dump station right where you're at. You got to really live out of the rig for a few days. Mm -hmm. Can you explain, I guess, from the positives versus the negatives versus being at, you know, a given campground mm -hmm. where you're backing up and you're with 300 other families. Yeah. Right. Why do you guys love boondocking more than being at a campground? The views that are possible with boondocking are okay. unmatched by any campground out there. It doesn't matter. You know, I, I don't necessarily want to look out my window and see an RV 10 feet away or okay. feet away, like five feet away. But the best example of that is, I mean, the Badlands, when we were up on the wall, we were in Grand Teton. We were parked at the base, basically, of, you know, or just across the valley from Grand Teton, the main mountain. Our RV, our main window here just looked out and had this beautiful oh, view. Goodness. 
and it was free. You have to live a little differently than you do at a campground. You have yeah. to be very conservative with, with everything you do, power, water, waste. But yeah. yeah I mean, you had to take very short showers if you shower. Military stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every five days. Yeah. Now, if you do boondock, I guess, what is the law or the rules of that? Like, can you just go on any property and park or, you know, how do you know where you can and cannot boondock? And can you maybe just explain that for the listeners? Oh, sure. Well, there's a lot of public land out there, especially out west. You go west of the Rockies and a lot of that land is federal, like Bureau of Land Management land, national forestry land, all that. And there are many areas in that that you can just park for free. We okay. go to a couple different sites out there. I mean, Campendium, like The Dirt apps. is a great app that's out there. We haven't tried that one, but we've heard so many good things about it. Just different resources to find these locations. Mm-hmm. You know, some places you can, and in some places you're still not allowed, even though it's federal land. And it's not like you're the only ones out there. A lot of people yeah. are concerned sometimes with the safety aspect of like you're in a random location, but there are other RVers and campers that boondock. I mean, not only the views, but the cost of it is free. free. You can't beat free, especially with the views. So I think that's the top reasons why we love boot docking. Obviously, there's great reasons to stay at a campground, too. Like having free water, I mean, like free flowing water. You can take the longest shower ever. Like we have our lights on right now. Yeah. And we're not worried about that. (laughs) But yeah, I would prefer boot docking any day. So as, as I invite all the listeners and the viewers to follow you guys, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to ask you just do me one favor, continue making and posting amazing videos, because I don't know if you have a drone or <laughs> the videos. I literally, I, I call our director of marketing Leslie. I'm like, who are like, this is incredible. The one where I see the mount, I'm like, that's yeah. like, it's beautiful. <laughs> um, we did have a drone. It died. It's currently at the bottom of Lake Powell right now. Yikes. Okay. There's things that you also learn along the way, steep learning curves of newbie mistakes. Learned some great things along the way, but I, I flew it behind a large rock, lone rock specifically, and lost reception, and then it returned to home right into the rock. Oof. Okay. We're in the market market for another drone. But yes, that's a lot of ways how we do it. But (laughs) we do love the video making. I love the video making. You just. I make the video, you you put it together. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And then one more thing I want to add relative to your blog, theflyinghens.com. Is there going to be content that you guys are working on over the holidays that is going to be out there? So again, all the listeners, if they want to tune in, do you have some things that you're going to be, you know, bringing up onto the blog here in the next couple of weeks and months? I'm just about to put out a blog about the top things that we've learned and tips and advice over the first four months of our full-time travels. And then I'm going to have a blog about like our, from our perspective, the most useful RV products we've had, we've come across and purchased for our travel Mm -hmm. journey so far. Whether it be Um, for boondocking or just in general, that sort of thing. And then, and if probably on, few more weeks after that I have it's going to be all about boondocking so and all the things that you need to know questions answered that kind of thing well Chris Molly I want to thank you both for taking time credit to your beautiful children how they've managed to stay quiet you can let them out of the cage as I we're gonna wrap this up to everybody listening 
If you want to meet an amazing couple that are going to share their life's journey, they're going to be transparent and honest. They're going to tell you the good. They're going to tell you about the rain. They're going to tell you about the storms too. Please, I invite all of you, find the Flying Hens on Instagram. You're on Facebook too? Yes. We are. Okay. Yeah. Find them on Facebook, theflyinghens.com blog. Chris, Molly, love you guys. Happy holidays. Thank you so much for sharing your life's journey today on the Where's Willie podcast, produced and managed by Jacket Media Co. and powered by Heartland RV. To our listeners, thank you all so much for tuning in and your support. If you want to share your life's journey with us or know somebody that would, please go to Where'sWillyPodcast.com and complete the guest registration form. Thank you all for tuning in and learning a little bit more about the Flying Hens and their life's journey. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Where's Willie Show. For more information on future shows, please visit Where'sWillyPodcast.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Where's Willie Podcast and on Twitter at Where's Willie P-O-D. Thank you all so much. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.